0: Well, G'day, folks. Welcome to the Awaken Network podcast. I'm John Tyson, lead pastor of Church of the City in New York, and I'm joined by Chad Bohai, who is the lead pastor of Radiant Central Coast, and Sam Gibson, who leads Pray NYC in New York City. Thanks for joining us. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about prayer, revival, awakening, and what it looks like to seek God for another move of the Holy Spirit in our
1: time. It's great to have you with us. Well, welcome back, friends, to the Awaken Network podcast. Yes. Again, you got Chad, Sam, and John hanging together, just giving our best stuff on prayer, how to become a, a pra- person who prays, building a praying life, a life of prayer, prayer culture, et cetera. And it's just been so awesome to hear back and forth of the various things that the Lord has deposited personally on this at this table in mm. your hearts and in through mm. your lives and in your history. And so this is going to be a, a poignant episode um, that i'm excited to get underway we're gonna the, the title of this episode is called this kind mm. and you're like what kind what are you talking about mm. so john kick us off here about what we mean by this kind and then we're gonna have a fun conversation
0: yeah the reason that you have to have or build a praying life is because every natural strategy you have to live for jesus in this cultural moment is insufficient hmm. we are coming up against things over which our best methodologies techniques theologies trends and tools have been completely inefficient and it's that classic scene that's located in two places in the gospels mark 9 uh, Jesus actually goes up. It's in Matthew 17, two. Jesus goes up to the Mount of Transfiguration. He brings the three with him. And heaven opens. And depending on who you're talking, depending on uh, which gospel, it says, uh, this is my son, listen to him. And then Elijah and Moses appear and peter's just like let's stay here forever this, this is it. amazing i remember uh, a talk i heard as a new believer which i always loved and the talk was uh the talk was called uh, by mark rutland just give me jesus some people want elijah which is the miracle some people want moses which is the law but only in christ did the miraculous and moses come together in something better. Mm, that's just true. give me jesus i remember that talk as a new believer anyway wow. so they have that encounter they go down the hill and as they come down the hill they come to the rest of the disciples and they're in a huge debate with the, the teachers of the law. And the debate is to as why the the disciples could not cast a demon out of a boy. Now, I just want to make a point here, and it's this anytime you lack power for a situation, you default back to theological debate. Oh, and this is what's happened. Wow. The disciples have been commissioned to cast out demons. In other gospels, we know in Luke's gospel, they've been sent out and they come back and they say, this is the 72, not even the 12. Lord, even the demons submit to us and tremble. And so they've experienced up to this point of the gospels, Mark 9's is late in Mark's gospel, Matthew 17, late in nice. and Matthew's gospel. They've seen demons come out, but now they're bumping into something and it won't come out. And so Jesus comes down and uh, in a couple of, translates he's like he sighs he's like oh how much longer shall i put up with you faithless generation and then he casts the demon out of the boy and um and then there's the interaction with the father lord i believe help my unbelief Mm. and then when the disciples pull jesus aside later and they ask why could we not cast the demon out of the boy by the way i want you to see this i genuinely think there's something prophetic in this the demon is in a boy a child is you know and i think this is in some sense what we're facing right now we do not seem to have the power to reach the generation that is in front of us Mm -hmm. all of that whatever kind that gen z is facing gen alpha is facing the church seems impotent to reach it we Mm -hmm. can't touch their anxiety we can't touch how they form a sense of identity we can't touch the way they view god and Mm -hmm. faith and um and so we've all the mega churches the largest churches celebrity pastors are all walking around going why can't we get gen z and it's because we're coming across something that we do not have the power for (sighs) jesus says this kind what kind there's some kind of power and principality jesus is bumping into the disciples bump into over which their spiritual power and authority is not enough and then jesus says You know what it is. Mm. So in one gospel, he says, this is uh, Matthew 17. He says, they say, why couldn't we drive it out? And Jesus says, because you have so little faith. Mm. We never put that element in there. It was their lack of faith. That stop their capacity. And so when you live in a time of cynicism and secularism, it robs you of your capacity to believe. Yes. And that's why we talked about the importance of studying revival history, studying what God's done in the past, so you're not limited to the activity of God in your generation. Yes. You've got so little faith. Jesus says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. But in Mark's gospel jesus says this kind can only come out by prayer and by fasting mm. there are levels in the invisible realm yes I mean, we don't want to get too deep into this and honestly because it's kind of a mystery and the yes. bible doesn't get too deep mm-hmm. into it though um, the unseen realm and michael heiser stuff i think is helpful so the disciples uh come up against a kind that they cannot mm. face they don't have power for. now what's so fascinating about the life of jesus jesus doesn't say okay, folks, I'm going to have to go and um, fast, and I'm going to have to go and pray. Let me go get powered up. Jesus just says, come out. So Jesus is walking in a level of intimacy, fasting, and prayer that the disciples are not, and therefore he immediately has power that the disciples do not have. And so again, this kind, what we're facing with secularism, what we're facing with sexuality, what we're facing with how people construct an identity, what we're facing with the spirit of mammon in our world today, whatever, whatever we've done to date is insufficient for this kind. Yes, We are at the point of radical decline. This is the least religious generation in decades in the U.S. There's no trace of the Jesus movement left in our society as a whole. We've failed to pass it on to the next generation. And so as a result, what's our response going to be? some people think the response is tools if we just come up with new evangelism tools or scale various programs i'm all for it it's not going to be enough mm-hmm. well if we can just reconfigure church we need new wine skins and it's new versions of church are not going to be enough mm-hmm. well we just need more authentic leaders more authentic leaders are not going to be enough mm-hmm. jesus says you're facing something and the only mm-hmm. hope you have is prayer and fasting and so i think because God has entrusted us with a moment like that, he's also calling us to a kind of prayer and fasting that
1: is like this. And I love this, just in in, in alignment, prayer aligns us and brings us access into the presence and power of God. Fasting reveals like nothing else, our own inner poverty Mm. and Mm -hmm. utter dependency in an ongoing manner before Mm -hmm. the Lord. And what's so fascinating to me about this passage, John, is that the two things that the disciples asked, one, teach us to pray. Luke mm. 11, we talked about that last episode here. Why couldn't we? Mm. The answer is it can only come out by prayer mm. and fasting. So there's, again, this isn't just like, oh yeah, some mm. people are into prayer. Some people aren't. If yep. you get around to developing a prayer life, good for you and your disciple, or, or as a church or or whatever agency you have, whatever you're leading, who you're doing life with this kind can only come about by being aligned in an agreement with the God who has the presence and power that is yes. the remedy yep. that that is that yes. is not a luxury it's a necessity yep. to see the kingdom established in our time yep. and then accelerated with fasting it's that 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 voluntary mm. Lord I, I I'm I'm spiritually bankrupt i can't but you can you will you did and you promised to pour out more all that we need and so i love i love uh this story because it provokes it provokes me as a leader so much of our time well my time as a leader is trying to solve solutions and how do we advance this and that and and i love this sober warning this kind Mm. that we're all facing is the solution is found in prayer and in fasting and a radical yes. reorientation around the person and presence of God, accessing his accessing all that He's made available to us, and leveraging that to see this kind uh, bow its knee to the supremacy and reality of, of King Jesus. Yes, Sam, you
0: you talk about fasting a lot. I do fast. And I hate fasting. I have the most torture. You know what I love? Feasting. You know what I love? Pleasure stacking. You know what I love? Celebrating. And I do that because sometimes New York will beat you down and it can be pretty challenging. And I'm like, I just need to remember the goodness of God. So I do fast, but I hate fasting. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're two days into a fast, you're like, I never want to eat again. Yes. The voice of the Lord is so loud. Yes. You're like, man, the, the word is coming alive. Have you seen this? Yes. And, um. What what sort of advice would you have for somebody who's wants to start a journey other than consistency, not intensity? Yes. Um, what advice would you have for someone who's trying to partner prayer and fasting together?
2: Yeah, I think it's one of the things that we know growing in prayer and in the same manner growing in fasting at the same time. It's just developing this well and reservoir. John, you hit on this. Like Jesus doesn't call a prayer meeting. He doesn't say, Everybody, we gotta help this kid. We need to have a little twenty one day fast here. <laughs> 21 days of seeking God Jesus says hey you know those 30 years where you didn't know who I was I was Mm -hmm. hidden being a carpenter with my dad I was building a secret well I was often withdrawing to be alone I was fasting I was just and so he's got this well and I think what's happened so often is is we know right now we're facing this kind and we're still trying to find other tactics around Mm -hmm. we're still looking sometimes for methods and models and so I would just say it's like I don't know anyone that truly loves fasting Maybe Lou Engel. Yes. <laughs> like, you hang out with that, that crew, and it's like they're calling another twenty-one day fast. It's like I just started eating
0: two days ago. <laughs> it's, exactly. like, it's like but man, they it, need the discipline of eating. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let's
2: talk about feasting, and I think feasting is a huge thing we don't talk enough about. Um, but I would say two things I, I've seen is in 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 fasting in particular, the the best benefit it gives me is it is humiliating to me. Yeah. You know, John, Chad, you guys—you know—serve in public ministry spaces, and it's so often that you know, in any context you're in, people can start to like aspire to your level of faith. You know, man, you just know the Bible. Man, you when you pray, and people can give you this kind of feedback. But you know what? The most humbling thing that happens in my life is when I'm on a little fast window. Man, I love Jesus. I love the Word. But boy, I love a cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's not laughs> and, and no
2: one else knows this internal wrestle. They're like, oh, Sam, you're so godly. I've spent like a, a seven day fast where the pre, the last four days really aren't even fasting, I'm mentally preparing my first meal. I'm just like, I'm gonna get wings from this place, I'm gonna a steak from this place. And so, But what it is, is, it honestly, it's like God opposes the proud and He gives grace to the humble. Mm. And I don't even dare, not that I ever necessarily do, but I think more than I realize, I don't dare approach the Lord in strength. Mm. I actually just approach the Lord in weakness. Mm. And weakness is irresistible to God. Mm. Like it's actually irresistible to Him. The second thing that I would say is I've just seen, like I have a lineage of tests. I'm in New York City now because I was on a 21-day fast. Mm. And just praying through God, I feel like something is shifting. What is this? And boom, a word breaks through. Mm. And it's just out of nowhere. I've had staff members, I'm like begging, I need help. One of my closest friends that I work alongside of, Tyler, with us in New York, it's like, man, God, I need help. And I just, in a 21-day fast, write down, Lord, I need help. And i write down his name. 15 days into a fast, he texts me, hey, man, I think I'm supposed to come down and hang out with you guys. I didn't even reach out to him. It was just like, heaven heard me. Yes. I have personally fasted and prayed and been given a million dollar check. Like, just seeking God, going, God, I just believe this is after, like, and have been handed one. And Mm -hmm. it's like, And that's not a name it, claim it, theology thing at all, but it's just like there's a level of breakthrough that's possible. You know, there's so many degrees of it. We could go on fasting forever, but A, it's just like walk, embrace the weakness to it. Yeah, One of the best things for like church leaders is just to embrace weakness and realize, man, I don't love Jesus nearly as much as people think I do. And that's just, and man, that actually like attracts the presence of God. It's not. And then just the the breakthrough I've personally seen, you know, Derek Prince has an incredible book, like Shaping History Through yes, Prayer and Fasting. Yes, yes, It is like you want to bend nations, call fast. I mean, it, just, and it just starts with a simple lifestyle. i just say, like, start with a sun up to sundown. That's, that's a great thing. Eat in the morning. When the sun's up, don't eat again. I mean, there's so many practical tools that are out there when it comes to this space. But, man, just developing a capacity. And often i found it's actually what happens on the other side of a fast that's more significant. Mm. Like it's like yes, it's the revelation window. Of the word is coming alive, but it's just over time. You're just building this reservoir, and you're building this capacity, and you're just building this desire, and you're just building something that happens. And just seeing the amount of breakthrough
0: that happens to that is just remarkable. Mm. I think it's a combination. I think there's power in short, short fasts. Yes, Wesley wouldn't ordain someone who didn't fast two days a week. Yes, um, I, I, you know what? The early church, you were required to fast
2: every Wednesday and every Friday, children included. Yeah, I mean that's like, like it was. Everyone understood, every Christian, not super Christians, every Christian did this.
0: What's so fascinating to me? People love Sabbath. Sabbath is, you know, trusting, trusting the sovereignty of God, ceasing to work. Fasting is like a not as fun Sabbath. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, I'm trusting that I'm yeah i'm trusting the the power of god i'm not relying on myself i'm not what i do except it sucks do you know what i mean yes so sabbath you're like yeah i'm resting i'm reading literature i'm pleasure stacking i'm enjoying and fasting is like i'm not eating i'm not enjoying i'm struggling but it's actually achieving the same thing yes and i think we need to have these regular practices in our life to draw us Uh, uh, just one little note um connected to the practice of secularism prayer and fasting in secularism secularism and this is all just charles taylor stuff obviously but he says secularism is creating what he calls the imminent frame Mm -hmm. and the imminent frame says the only reality we have is here and now it's what other it's what other sociologists calls it's not the scientific method it's scientism which is like this is my religion this is all there is all there was and ever will be and one of the most important things uh, why prayer is the most important practice during secularism is because it's punching holes mm, through the mm-hmm. imminent frame yep. It's calling on something beyond the here and now to break through yes. into the here and now. And Paul says uh, in Philippians uh, chapter 3 their God is their belly mm. and we're so it's it's now it's mm-hmm. pleasure yes. lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And when you deny yourself, you're helping punch open that imminent frame. Yes. And so I think one of the most extraordinary things that you hear when you say, I can't hear God's voice, when you fast, the voice gets louder. Mm, absolutely. The imminent frame cracks, yes. light gets through. And it's not all at once, but there has never been, I try and do, so I'm trying to do short term fast to mm-hmm. punch through the imminent frame. That's exactly right. And then I'm trying to do one long fast a year. Yes. normally 30 or 40 days a year and so i tell people if i ever look like i'm losing weight and yes. looking good don't talk to me about it i'm my just a bad. long fast and i'll be back don't smell my breath. In, i'll be back in six weeks um but i've never done a long fast and not seen a legitimate breakthrough yes. in my life
2: yes 100%. radical
0: answer like something that i would categorize as a miracle yes um hundreds of thousands of dollars in gifts for ministry Mm -hmm. Um, radical breakthrough in my family impossible situations coming about and again we're not earning that Mm -hmm. jesus is telling us here's how the kingdom works you're aligning with kingdom reality you live in a war this is a war zone here are the tools they tear down strongholds they crack open the frame they let the light in and so all you're, you're not earning, you're not self righteous yep. because the Pharisee you can do it wrong like the Pharisees. it's in the secret place yep. but when you do that, something will happen. Yep. And so I want I want to call us back to it. Yep. We haven't had we've had worship movements, yes. We've even had prayer emphasis. We've had justice emphasis, but I don't think we've had a mainstream evangelical prayer and fasting emphasis. Mm. And I think we probably need that for this generation. Our response should be we can't get whatever is holding and terrorizing and oppressing Gen Z back. And out of love like the Father, please, can you do anything? Can you reach this generation, God? Are they going to be riddled with anxiety? Are they destined to deconstruct? Will they only fall away? Will they they build identities based on human components and not their divine call? And at some point, someone's going to get the heart of the Father that is like, please, I'm Jesus. I'm coming to yes. you. We need deliverance. And Jesus is going to say, it's through prayer and fasting. Wow. So, quick
2: word here, John, because I know this is true, for, it's not so true for you, Chad, but like you and I are the result of we are prodigals running from the Lord and parents who summoned us out of darkness. Who called upon the name of the Lord? You know, and I just think so often you talk to parents who are frustrated about like their their children. I had faith. a similar
1: story about my dad at all my at all night, at an all night yeah. prayer meeting with college kids. Of course you do. Two a.m. I've got him. You can go. He left the prayer meeting. No way. And, He and prayed the, through. That's exactly right. Dang. So I just yes, yes and Amen. I, and I just going. want to say
2: this. Hey, if you're a parent, you're really just struggling where your kids are at. This kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. Are you burdened enough? I know you've been trying to get them to meet with a pastor. I know you've been trying to get them to listen to talks. But have you just gone into the secret place with God, given up a meal, and just called upon the name of the Lord with some confidence? And I just want to, like, there is something, like, I feel this for a generation. We talk about Gen Z and Gen Alpha a lot. But, man, there is something about this kind that's just so significant to, like, I'm a living testimony of people who have done this for me. My parents did me. If your dad did it for you, your dad as well. It's mm-hmm. just like, man, where are the, who is going to do this for our generation right now?
0: St. Augustine, um, saint augustine's mother monica was a godly woman and she prayed and prayed for augustine this is before he was saint augustine prayed for him prayed for him and almost everything she prayed the opposite happened augustine was super promiscuous cauldron of lust got a girl pregnant out of wedlock and um joined a cult bring him to the truth joins a cult give self control gets a girl pregnant and uh, he's just getting further away so she goes and sees bishop ambrose and she just won't leave him alone weeping weeping my son my son and bishop and, and bishop Andros finally out of frustration says to her it is not possible that a child of such tears could be lost mm. and then augustine for the rest of his life called himself a child of tears mm. a child of tears and all of us are children of tears and my dad tried everything to get me home grounding me laws oh, none of that stuff he's he in the heavenly went and got me so i I think that's a really strong close and a strong word which is we need children of tears gen z needs to be children of tears children of tears to come home parents who are looking in the horizons of their life calling for prodigals through tears to come home so this kind the kind we're facing will only come out through prayer and fasting this is what jesus said about spiritual failure and how to get spiritual failure so we hope that as we've been talking about how to build a life of prayer, that this has touched your spirit. That this is we want to break off any legalism, self righteousness, and this is just giving you love and devotion for Jesus. And our vision here at the Awaken Network is to help build people who have a vision to build lives of prayer. Thanks so much for joining us.